This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I chop my arm off, cook it up, oh fuck. (laughs) Would you like to try that again? Yeah, that's the take two on that son of a bitch. (laughs) I'll laugh if Dylan just keeps that in. No, no, it's it's not a good one to keep in though. There's some that are good to keep in. There's some that are just no. No, I, I agree completely, which is why I think it would be funny. <laughs> no, well, it would only be funny for you and Dylan, though. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> None of our listeners. All right, take two. Are you going to do your bit or do you just want me to do mine? Just do, just do yours. He'll slap it in there. All right. Because cool. mine was perfect. I had a perfect take. <laughs> good old one take, Sean. And I chop my arm off, cook it up in a campfire, and attempt to survive these weeby woods. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. <laughs> Remington, do you know what time of year it is? Given by your your very campy tone, uh, it, it, it's Halloween time. It's it's October. It's time for spooky stuff. We've been sort of doing a little bit of it. And given by your tone, I'm gonna guess we're we're delving further into spooky bullcrap. Absolutely, Remington. As you are well aware, this is one of my favorite times of year because let's be real. The scary stuff is the funnest stuff. Scary stuff is the funnest stuff. Last week, we were able to watch uh, the uh, the first real true horror that that we've seen that wasn't just horror for me existentially. Uh, and that, that was a, a fun time. And the week before that, you just terrified the shit out of me. Yeah, so so we're doing great in the month of October so far. Uh, both both with movies that our, our audience either have never heard about or may not care about. So we're we're nailing this this October thing with things that are spooky and that may not get listens. Well, I mean to fix that this time around, Ooh. Remington, because honestly, we could have just done one day of a Halloween special. But since we've already kind of got a theme going, I figure we should do something spooky every episode this month. Heck yeah! I think I think we only have two, maybe three, two. Yeah, I two think, left. I think the last one will probably come out on November second, but that's still you're oh still, okay. In that case. Three. Yeah, you're still getting that residual spook fest off, I think, which is good enough for me, I believe. The more spook, the merrier. So so how are we continuing uh, along this spooky tradition? Well, Remington, I have a very fun trope that I wanted to talk with you about today. Uh, it's a trope that we haven't really delved into uh, on this show in particular. and it's How the- is that still possible? <laughs> Remington, you have not spent as much time on uh, TV tropes as I have, I take it. <laughs> My God, there's a trope for fucking everything. You I could- mean, yeah, but aren't we just like done learning about anime? Don't I know it all yet? <laughs> Uh, if that was the case, you would uh, have much nicer say- things to say about all the stuff you've seen. I don't know if that's true. I believe it's true. <laughs> and uh, today is just one of my favorite formats of uh, storytelling or alternate storytelling. Oh, okay. Wait, I got a prediction. What's your prediction, Rem? All right. So we're talking about spooky stuff. You're talking about alternate forms of storytelling. So my mind immediately goes to, uh, to oh, what's it called? The Western one. Uh, Tales to t- Stories to 
tell in the dark. Something like that. Scary stories to tell in the dark? Scary stories to tell in the dark. Around a campfire, here's a spooky story. That's where my mind immediately is going for this. So I think there's going to be some anime equivalent where they're telling a spooky story or something, and then we actually see the spooky story. You know what? That would be very entertaining. Oh, am I wrong? I was so confident. Yeah, a little too much Canadian flair in that one. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I would have been great, honestly. Or like the Crypt Keeper equivalent. I would have loved yeah, that. Yeah, just like go tell ghost stories and it would be great. Yeah, no, because let's be real. If you don't love the Crypt Keeper, I don't know if we can be friends. Because <laughs> I mean, he's just a sassy zombie man who likes to tell puns and jokes. How can you not love that? Because <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I'm going to be when I'm an old man. It, so it's I have true. To when you up age up and start to zombify a little, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I feel like parts of me are already falling off. It's the worst. <laughs> All right, so what is the actual form of storytelling we're jumping into? Well, Remington, I'm a big fan of taking classic stories, classic fairy tales in particular, and reimagining them in a different genre or different setting. Okay, okay, I get you. Yeah, so... So we're doing Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite theatrical anime. Uh, the chef's wife is my wife. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that would be fun, though. Uh, but in a similar vein, because, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but a lot of people will like to take, uh, fairy tales that are very light, fluffy, and happy and reimagine them into super dark, gritty horror tales, which is kind of ironic considering the original Grimm's fairy tale versions of those stories were both dark and gritty and horrifying. Yeah, it just makes it nice and, and full circle. All right, right now it sounds like it's going in a good direction. Mm-hmm. And I figured, hey, this anime came out relatively recently, and it uh, goes into uh, the themes of a story that we all know and appreciate. Uh, Remington, how familiar are you with Cinderella? Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, decently familiar, I would say. What's your favorite version of Cinderella? Favorite version of Cinderella? I'll be honest, none of them ever really captured me. Really? Uh, the the story of Cinderella, I've always seen to be fine, and, and that's about it. Uh, it's not terrible. Terrible, but I mean, it's a little bit samey after a bit. Oh man, you're gonna have some Disney fans mad at you now. <laughs> Uh, it was always one of my lesser favorite of the classic Disney movies. Okay, what about the Grimm's version? Uh, oh, the Grimm's version, uh, much more interesting. Uh, 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 quite a bit more bloody, uh, especially when it comes to feet uh, and crows. It's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, so because that one has a bit more depth, I guess, I'd go with Grimm's. Uh, that or the, the great Selena Gomez Cinderella one. That was a thing? I think. I think that was Cinderella. Are you sure? I'm trying, to pull Gomez. Out, I'm, I'm trying to pull out an obscure pop culture reference, but the problem is I don't know pop culture. No, no. And even came out like, I don't know, 2008. I'm going to Google it. I'm you're going gonna, Google... gonna to Google Selena Gomez Cinderella, huh? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what I'm... comes up. Obviously, Sean, uh, you and I are the ones people should go to for their Selena Gomez facts. Yeah, clearly. clearly. That, that's our spinoff podcast, Selena Gomez out of context. Yeah, we're the biggest Selena Gomez fans out there. You know, I saw Jupiter Ascending. Was that one of hers? <laughs> I was right! Oh, you're not, you're I shitting me. It. Oh my god! Another Cinderella story! Oh. So they know it's a-, a And it was 2008! Oh my god. Oh my god, I am way more proud of this than I have any right to be. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> <laughs> 
saw like a commercial once. Oh God, because yeah, that was around. <laughs> that was around the same time High School Musical came out, so that would have been the time we would have been watching Disney Channel. Oh my God. Oh, that's that's what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> So the Selena Gomez version is is definitively my favorite Cinderella story. The one you haven't seen. It's brilliant. It's probably chalked to the brim with all kinds of 2008 hit teen references. The the the, the cin- cinematography, the story, the depth, the symbolism, you know, it just can't be topped. <laughs> Oh, I I wish that this would be as good of a moment for any of our listeners as it is for me right now. To be fair, Remington, that's our whole show. (laughs) It's just just... us tickling each other pink until we're happy and then people for some reason listen to us. I'm I'm just so satisfied. I finally got something right. It's a new experience. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get used to it. Uh, And today, Remington, is just that. It's a reimagining of Cinderella. All right, but obviously there's going to be a weird twist. So here, let's do it like this. All right, so it's going to be dark. Uh, Maybe it tries to follow the the grim bit, but I think think it's going to get weird. I think that they're going to make some some strong, bold decisions. I think that they're they're going to find... uh, uh, Obviously, going to keep talking animal companions because that's both weird and uh, something vague associated with Cinderella um, and you're gonna have like maybe maybe the stepmom is gonna end up being a dragon or something and you're gonna have spooky scary skeletons or maybe she is gonna get caught by the prince I don't think they're gonna follow the Grimm's thing I think it's gonna turn out real honestly I, I think I'd watch the exact show you just brought <laughs> Like, I feel like that's weird and wild enough that I would get down with that. <laughs> All right, well, that indicates that it's not true. So what, what, what is their take on Cinderella? Well, Remington, what better take for the modern person for a Cinderella story than to set it in the modern day? Okay. All right. We're, we're back to Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> A modern day Cinderella story. All right, yeah, check mo- that off the list. The modern day uh, 2008. <laughs> Very modern. Over 10 years ago. God damn it. <laughs> uh, com- compared to the uh, the actual Cinderella, which was like 30. Uh <laughs> Or the actual, actual Cinderella was like a couple hundred. <laughs> Look, eh, we're not great on time. Uh, All right. So so uh, it, it's set in the modern day. You got Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Except this time, uh, the perspective is actually going to be shifted. It's not going to be about the, uh, the uh, princess, as it were, the person who leaves their, their uh, item behind to be found. Uh, it's going to be more about uh, the prince himself. Ah, Drew Seeley. You just had that on your phone, didn't you? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be so fucking impressed if you had pulled that out of your ass. No one even knows who Drew Seeley is. I don't know who Drew Seeley is. His claim to fame is being in an obscure movie with Selena Gomez. Oh, uh, we—he has to have something more than that. All right, let's see it. Let Let's. Uh, all right. Uh, another another interlude to search up Drew Seeley, Canadian actor. Oh, he's Canadian. That's a that's something going for him. <laughs> he was he was a, a voice double for Zac Efron in High School Musical because apparently Zac Efron couldn't hit the high notes. That, I do remember that being true, actually. How, you knew this beforehand? I didn't know who he was, but I vaguely remember hearing something about Zac Efron being bad at singing. (laughs) 
Uh, but then you see him in The Greatest Showman, and God, the sex appeal. Uh, what are we talking about? Is this still about anime? I'm on a tan. Uh, this is. <laughs> we've we've been we've been cut loose. Things have gone things have gone poorly. Wow, he's been Drew Drew Seely has been nominated for a primetime Emmy. Really? I, I have no idea for what, but but good on. Let's good, see. Good for you, Drew. I hope you're not an asshole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what is it? nominee for outstanding original music and lyrics for the song get your head in the game oh god <laughs> never mind Seely, you can go fuck yourself oh i i don't even care about the anime watching anymore i've i've taken it on such a tangent the the, the listeners they've read the title of the anime in our episode title they know what to expect a lot of people have shown up excited to see this and instead they've gotten selena gomez and Drew Seeley and a little bit of Zach Efron and it's just not what they were expecting. <laughs> a little bit of Zach Efron is too much in my opinion. It's never enough. Oof. At any rate, <laughs> allow me to continue. So our prince in question is a fella by the name of Keiki. Keiki. All right. I like cake. Yeah. But it's only sort of Keiki. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't feel too proud about that one, Ren. They make that joke in the show. Oh, damn. <laughs> Uh, and Keiki is, uh, you know, kind of a lonely guy. And, you know, as most lonely high school guys are. Oh, this isn't Drew Seeley. This is Sean Rollins. Okay, first of all. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, all right, continue, continue. Sorry, for, I keep sidetracking you. Keep going. Uh, and, you know, all he really wants right now is to have a happy high school life with a, you know, a reasonably cute girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Fairly understandable. Of course. Uh, but one day, he gets a secret admirer love letter. All right. And he has to go on this grand adventure to try and figure out which of five possible girls it could be. And then it turns out that one of them is his sister, and so he has to figure out which one isn't his sister. No, no, no. That's already been done, Remington. This, <laughs> oh. is, this is a completely original story. Of course, obviously. No one's ever done Cinderella before. Yeah, and no, no. His sister wouldn't even be a candidate in this case, let's be honest. Uh, but at any rate, it leads to all kinds of fun and awkward hilarious scenarios with random comedy, huge misunderstandings, and ultimately, a very interesting romantic exploit. Uh, uh, Alright, um, but, but where's the spooky? The spooky, Rem? Yeah. Well, allow me to uh, tell you the entire title of this anime. Ah, shit. Uh, the entire title of this anime is Long and in Japanese. Japanese and a light novel adaptation. So oh, no. here's my best. This <laughs> is going wrong already. Uh, today we are watching uh, Kawaii Keraba Hentai Demo Suki Nanate Kurumasuka. I understood two of those terms, and that's real frightening. Mm. Uh, which terms did you catch out of that, Rem? Well, I got Kawaii, right? Mm -hmm. uh, wh 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 which is more okay. Yeah, that was cute. But sort of, sort of in the middle there, Sean. I, I just happened to pick up a certain word. Well, what's that word, Reb? I caught some, some hentai in there, Sean. Oh, really? You should get that checked out by a doctor. <laughs> um, Sean? What's up, Reb? Are we watching hentai? No. Why is there hentai in the title? Well, Rem, if you have to, uh, rem I have to remind you that hentai, while over here is a term for uh, anime-style pornography, uh, over in Japan, the word hentai just simply means pervert. That's not much better. No, no, but I did promise I will never show you a straight-up hentai. So I have cute and pervert. Those are the ingredients in this that I know, and I don't like that. Yeah, would you like me to give you the English translation? <sighs> not really, but go ahead. So the shortened title is Hensuki. Pretty easy. 
Easy to remember. And Suki. Uh, And the English title is, Are You Willing to Fall in Love with a Pervert as Long as She's Cute? No. (laughs) (laughs) If I answer no, do I get to just skip this episode? You do not, Remington. (laughs) Damn. Because the horror in this anime is for you specifically. Because what this show is, Remington, is it's a show about a guy who's trying to figure out who left him a love letter along with a pair of panties. God damn it. And we have to embark on this grand mystery and meet all of the very strange and quirky girls he runs into. <sighs> See, I really thought I'd be able to get away with bullshit I pulled a couple episodes ago. Uh, I, I, I thought that maybe you'd be so focused on, on Halloween season that maybe I'd be safe. Oh, I am focused on Halloween. I want to scare the shit out of you. Oh, Drew Seely, where are you when I need you? Yes. <laughs> Your prayers to the great Seely are falling upon deaf ears, my friend. Now, let us delve into the deep darkness that is Hensuki. <laughs> Gentlemen, we are back after consuming a rigorous three episodes of the 2019 anime Hensuki. Are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's a cutie? And Remington, I have to ask, are you? You know, Sean, I understand it's a rhetorical question, but let me just say, the, the question in the title is is not well put. Really? And how's that? The, the issue with, with the described cuties, as it were, is not that they are perverts, which is totally fine. The real issue is that there are many Major assholes. <laughs> really, Remington? They are awful humans. What makes you say that? Mostly all of the sexual assault that is definitely under no circumstances okay. Oh, but Remington, they're cute girls. Why wouldn't that be okay? Because th- that in no way exonerates you from the moral sphere. Hmm. Oh, so what you're saying is... Consent matters, no matter how cute you may be. Hmm, interesting, interesting. So you're saying that this anime isn't really doing much for the uh, modern environment in that regards. Yeah, definitely not, no. Uh, but Remington, at least they're cute, right? Uh, I mean, every one of the weirdest things about the show was that the character designs, sure, whatever, fine, we've seen them all a million times, Uh, pre- pretty generic, but the eyes, Sean. Oh, what's wrong with the eyes, Rem? Oh, God, the eyes. First of all, there's like a weird red eyeshadow going on on, on, on so many that I, I don't know why, and then the eyes, they don't have like pupils, they they try to put in a, just a bunch of colors in the, uh, into their eyes so it looks weird possessed and doesn't work and I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Anytime we get a close-up of their eyes, I feel like they're after me. But maybe, Remington, the eye design was a very intense choice so that you would realize that something is wrong with these girls. There we go. It's, it's symbolism, you see. This is a show about heavy symbolism. The eyes are symbolic for the fact that they, they're not human creatures. The mediocre animation is symbolic of how this is a terrible 
show. It's just how it goes. Oh, but Remington, you really shouldn't be mad at me for showing you this show because we did get recommendations for this one. But why? Oh, well, the why is a bit more complicated. Mostly uh, to torture me, I assume. Something along those lines. But mostly, I have to say that uh, this was actually a recommendation from our lovely little Discord channel. Uh, the fellow who submitted the recommendation was a gentleman by the name of DeForest. So thank you, Mr. DeForest. Thanks. Uh, and about seven people gave it the thumbs up. Three Why? people gave it the okay. And five people gave it the Remington oof face. That, the Remington oof face is the proper emote to use there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a follow-up mention saying, this one has been mentioned but not recommended, but consider it like Naka Emo Part 2, but with good animation. And <laughs> wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait! I can understand Naka Emo Part 2, because in a lot of ways, it's Naka Emo Part 2. I figured that out in Part 1. But, but good animation? Oh, Remington. Did they see the same show? Oh, I'm sure they did. But if you think about it this way, if you watch Naka Emo, then you watch this one, yeah, there's definitely a step up in animation. <laughs> it's a step up, but it's a far cry from good. So often, you'll get like 16 frames in five seconds, and that's just not enough for me. Mm. To be fair, they also wanted me to show you more Naka Emo in the future. Fuck off. <laughs> this whole show was a huge oof. And you know, the, the awful thing Thing. The awful thing is that in the first few minutes, it has a moment of a fucked up irony, and I think it was self-aware about this. It's the fucking worst, because they have this weird montage about cleaning immediately, right? And then they have the audacity to be like, oh, look at what a great precious moment of youth this is. And then it turns into one of the least wholesome, ungodly things that I've seen in a long time. What? A whodunit mystery with panties? isn't wholesome, Remington? Oh, God, no. <laughs> but what's the matter, Remington? Isn't this supposed to be just a lighthearted, comedic romp into the escapades of perverted youth? Yeah, except there was no comedy either. There's, there was there was no funny moment. They, they almost had, like, two good moments of sort of slapstick-ish comedy that I almost maybe kind of enjoyed, but that's the closest to humor that I can comment on that. But it's a romantic comedy, Remington. Shouldn't it be just strife with all kinds of humor and jokes and goofs? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It ain't a romantic comedy. No? Fuck no, it isn't. So we, we, we go to the Funimation website. It's There's a fan service category on the Funimation website, which, of course, this show is in. And I'll be honest. If you are browsing the fan service section of Funimation, maybe there's just a different website for you to check out. Maybe, maybe there are other things. You're saying there's certain hubs you could go to. Yeah, just skip the middleman is what I'm saying. Cause, uh, guys, guys, I'm about to blow some of your minds. If, if, if you're just out there and you want to see some booze, you can do that for free on the internet. But Remington, this was behind a paywall. <laughs> How am I supposed to know unless I pay to see it? Oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I specifically have a Funimation, uh, subscription just so I can see all the Funimation exclusives so we can do them on our show. It's it's so not worth it. But Remington, I put so much time and effort and money into researching this show. And by time and effort, I mean I had it on in the background while I was doing other things. Yeah. Uh, the only way to watch this show uh, other than by not. Oh, and it gets worse, but that's besides the point. Uh, 
Oh, fuck. All right, so let, let's briefly explain what's happened so far. So they, they were at a club meeting, right? Bland bitch protagonist who is just your standard bland bitch protagonist for any harem anime. That's all he is. And But hey, he has a funny name this time. Oh, hey, hey. All right, so uh, they, they have a club meeting or some such, which is the only time the club is relevant. And they got to clean up. There's a montage about it. They all leave, but one of them leaves the letter, right? So there's four candidates. There's there's the one with big boobs, the one with no boobs, the other one, and the sister. And that's really so far how they've been presented. <laughs> hmm. Now, I feel like you're leaving out the very defining factors of those first two characters. Am I? Oh, yeah, yeah, because the real big twist in this show, Remington, the thing I accidentally left out in part one oh, is yeah. uh, the reason uh, the title is as succinct as it is. And that reason is Remington, eventually each one of these girls reveals a part in themselves that should really be hidden. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm all for sexual liberation. I'm all for being like, hey, this is what I enjoy sexually. Here's my kink. Cool. That's neat. You do you, right? Uh, as, as long as there's informed consent and of legal age, um, they do, do what you want to do, right? But uh, here, here's the thing. It wasn't presented in a way that's like, yeah, we should be more open about this stuff. It was just presented as like, oh, yeah, fucking dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Which is just not at all good or okay. And it, it's okay to have kinks. It's not okay to force your kinks upon someone who's expressly telling you know, and then choking them out with your panties, which is a thing that happens multiple that's, times. But that's what's that's the not okay. That's unacceable. Consent, my dudes. Part do uh, <laughs> like just just a good reminder for everyone. And and so immediately, immediately, like he's discussing it with his friend, which so far the friend only exists to be like, oh, he's a super charming one, but don't worry about it. He's just there to discuss what they're going to do because characters don't get strong motivations. Oh, he so does have a second purpose. I, I will tell you that much. Uh, it's not a great second purpose, but it's a I second I hope purpose. he joins the harem. I hope he wants to fuck his best friend. <laughs> oh, that'd be a special treat, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Give me some variety. <laughs> Mix some sausage into this taco fest is what you're trying to there say. There we go. Uh, and, and so then they immediately discount the sister, which has me immediately believing it's the sister because here, here's how I imagine it's going to go, Sean. What's that? Uh, so, so far, they've really only explored two of the girls sort of touched on the third. Um, and they've ignored the sister almost entirely. So I think that it's going to go from girl to girl, trying to figure it out, and eventually they're going to have a, but wait, if it's not any of them, who could it possibly be? And then it's his goddamn sister. That's the route I think it's going to go. I don't give a single shit about this show. It hurts deeply. But hey, at least they're not related. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, it looks like they're related by blood, so. Yeah, perfect. Hmm. Uh, but the, the show, almost everything about the show is so awful. The characters are worthless, one-dimensional. They exist in a bubble. You'll occasionally see other students, but let me tell you right now, they don't fucking matter. They, th this story exists where only these characters
characters matter in the entire world. The animation, I don't know where anybody got that it was good. It is not. At one point, they're in a mall, right, Sean? Yeah. They're going on a date. Yeah, it's a, a very complicated mall, I have to say. Oh, oh yeah. Because at one point, they're literally running across the mall. They do the Flintstones thing. They just keep the same background and run across it to the same background yet again. It's even worse than the Flintstones thing because it's not like a repeating loop of a few images. It's just like one image. But Remington, if you think about it, it could be a grand metaphor for the complications of romantic youth and the futility of trying to go out with these girls. It's the goddamn myth of Sisyphus, but I ain't imagining that motherfucker happy if he's got to watch this. Oh god, this is this is And then pleasure. and we have some like weird casual racism because one of them is mixed race and it's like, oh yeah, so so many people think she's an uggo because she's a mixed race, which is fuck oh boy. But uh, not our main character, Remington. Yeah, because he's such, such a important. goddamn white knight. He's such a good fucking guy. Uh he is the exact white knight bullshit that we've seen a billion times. He I he he looks the same as them, he acts the same as them. You know this character, it literally does not change. So what, a dark-haired, dark-eyed male protagonist with very few defining character traits except for White Knight Syndrome? Is fucking great. It also teaches the lesson that uh, every girl, or anybody, really, anybody will love you if if you just are persistent and don't stop even when they they give every indication they would prefer you to stop. As long as you keep pestering them as they're reading, or as long as you keep forcing them into sexual situations that they have blatantly declined to, then eventually they'll love it. But hey, Remington, that's how I got you to do this podcast, isn't it? Uh, it's true. So uh, it, it actually works, folks. There we go. Turns out that's how love is. <laughs> oh, but Remington, couldn't you find something of value to gain from this show? I There was one good thing, Sean. What was that, Rem? At, at, at like one and a half parts in the story, they have these like hand-drawn fairy tale, very colorful, very vivid moments, right? Yes. Uh, you should know what I'm talking about. They, they're very brief. Uh, they, I like though they were interesting that's it that that is literally the only thing <laughs> it lasts for like a minute uh my favorite part about that is how it's telling a story that uh one of the characters has written and then that character just tells the exact same story again without the pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yep yep it, it just gets repeating it um literally the drawings there that's it i enjoyed the the artistic style there Oh, that's all. But Rem, what about the very cute dog in the first episode? Oh, fuck. All right. So they got a dog in the first episode. Now, normally this is where I go, oh, yeah dog at least they had a cute dog no this dog was like a a terrible terrible deviant art mess of a creature it was hideous i didn't like it i didn't want it it did not instigate my moe response i wanted to be away i was afeard it was it was rough picture a white blob with human anime eyes slapped on it and there you go it was it was so so weird it doesn't help that like the the sound design is also the sound design is also so weird especially when it comes to the actual music, right? Sometimes they just toss in music. I've lately, I I was introduced to the game uh, Deadly Premonition, which is a weird as shit game that's known for its interesting creative decisions, including its sound design. And that's how I felt sometimes, because sometimes you would just get a weird background song that didn't fit with anything, and it would just be shoved in there, and you're like, oh, is this the mood we're going for now? My favorite was the out of no 
more sound effects. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which also made no no sense. Hey, Remington, what does it sound like when I pinch you? Uh, if, if you pinched me, uh, I don't know. It sounds something like... Like that. That's a pinching sound uh, when I release the pinch, of course. Yes, of course, because there is a shockwave when you release that pinch. I, I vacuum seal my pinches at all times. Keeps them fresh, keeps them ripe. And so, so far we've been introduced to two of, of the different kinks, right? Uh, we've been introduced to Big Boob Kink and Flat Chest Kink, uh, which, trust me, that that is that is almost literally their defining feature other than their kink. Uh, and they, they hate each other because, don't worry about it, it's real dumb. And oh, no, 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 Remington. We have to tell them the reason they hate each other. Uh, they, they hate each other, one, because boob size, two, because they want to fuck the bland bitch protagonist. They're the reasons. Yeah, and because their kinks are opposite. Which, I don't know about you, Remington, but as soon as I found that out, you know what was the first thought that popped into my head? What? Why don't those two get together? Since, I don't know, they have complementary kinks? Why, why don't they do anything? Why, why don't, why, why doesn't the, the main character go up and be like, hey, uh, did you happen to leave a letter for me the other day and then they'd either be like oh <laughs> yeah I did or they'd be like uh, they'd be like no what what letter are you talking about and you'd be like ah don't worry about it uh but instead that's an impossible option too so who knows some questions just never make sense but Remington he would have to mention the panties then N- they, nope he wouldn't but Remington they're such a crucial part of this story I yeah, sort of I guess maybe but at the same time you can just say did you write a letter and, and then go from there what if they lie about it Rem all right then you don't worry about it <sighs> And almost you like continue your life because if you are a wildly lonely white knight borderline incel piece of shit and and you're going around and you're like oh I've always wanted just someone to love and appreciate me that's my Sean voice hey now <laughs> fuck off <laughs> so you just really want that and then you, all right sure you get a letter but then at the same time then you learn that a bunch of girls are super into you maybe it's not such a big deal and and maybe you just go out but of course it's anime and it's a harem anime and it's so ridiculous and they have dialogue that just isn't human. And you know what, Sean? What's that, Rem? No, no, I, I, I've i realized something. What what have you realized, Remington? Sean. Yes. It's a masterpiece. A masterpiece, you say? This is a masterpiece. How so? The, the the symbolism, the meaning, Sean. The ideas presented. Oh? So, so far, we've been presented to to a girl who, who really wants to, to be dominated, who wants to be a, a, a slave, one that wants to be a master, right? Yes. Uh, and, and, and through looking at it they 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 struggle with, with with one another they hate one another by god this is the hegelian master slave dialectic where two self-conscious beings they realize another self-consciousness into another that turns it into a fundamentally foreign being this creates a, a fundamental struggle it creates cognitive dissonance in the one so now these two self-consciousness they want to be recognized as a self but they cannot recognize the self in one another it fundamentally creates a master slave dialectic where now one recognizes the other as a self but does not feel that recognition as a self. Meanwhile, the other being recognized by a self, by, by one they cannot recognize as a self, and thus they never feel that. This leads to the struggle of death, as Hegel calls it, the struggle of death, where they keep fighting. They can never be properly fixed. Oh boy, we get then we get thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Oh, it's a, it's a Hegelian masterpiece, Sean. That has got to be the most buckwild shit I have ever heard you say, and I have known you for nearly a decade it's 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 really it's it's, it's really yeah and then and then the sense that you see the the, the struggle to death it, it through through this master slave dialectic it's great because not only do those characters have it but then i have this relationship with with the show where where i i am starting to lose my sense of self 
from the show, and, and it leads to another struggle of death between me and the show itself, where ultimately I am the one to die. Remington? I think it's time for a nap, because, oh my god, I might have gone a little too far with you on this one. Uh, 10 out of 10. Brilliant. Man. Let me put it to you this way, Remington. Uh, you are 100% right about the sister. I mean, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> just, just like how Nakaimo wasn't actually a mystery, neither is this one. Oh, good. I seem to have brought you back to normal. Congrats. Uh, but Remington, this was fun. Uh, a proper spooky escapade, wouldn't you say? The horror you've experienced today was unlike any other. And to make up for that horror, Remington, I promise you we're going to do a genuine horror anime next week. Happy Halloween. <laughs> After all, Remington, the worst kind of horror you can experience is the existential. Oof. And until then, I have to ask Remington, would you want to watch some more Hensuki with me? Probably going to gouge out my my eyes after this, so I don't think that's an option. How thematically fitting. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy mad Greco-Roman ramblings of a madman, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, just don't fuck your sister.